Okay, so you've decided you want to be a traveler or you've been traveling for a little while and you think you might need to figure out this game, as we call it, a little bit more clearly, a little bit more in detail. So today we're going to start our three-part series, the first episode, part one of Newbie Bootcamp. This one's titled Putting in the Prep Work. One of the most important parts about being a traveler is putting in that prep work. So part one of Newbie Bootcamp on this week's edition of Travel Evolved. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Travel Evolved. I am Mark Holloway, CEO of NextGen MedStaff. Happy to bring this three-part series to you guys, Newbie Bootcamp. Can't do it all in one. These are going to be kind of long, but this is important. And I will tell you guys, this is also important. I think anybody who's what, I, what we kind of call a new traveler, and don't be offended by that. New traveler means kind of something that got in when travel healthcare kind of exploded, obviously during the pandemic. It is natural. Talked to a couple of people, good friends of mine, people in this side of the industry, nurses, a couple of combination of the two. And, you know, it's there definitely has been an influx of new travelers. And I think with it has come some expectations that may have be unrealistic, some things that I think now what you guys are seeing, those new travelers are starting to say, hey, there's a little bit more to this than I thought. And I'm hoping that you guys certainly enjoyed the experience. I hope you liked the financial aspect of it. But I think now a lot of you are kind of coming down to saying, boy, there's, there's a little bit more to this. And now things are getting a little complicated. And I've got to navigate these waters a little bit better than I was before, a little bit more thoughtfully than I was before. There's more to this than I think. And I think that's why, again, we had this on the agenda back two plus, two and a half years ago, over two years ago, two and a half, I guess. We created Travel Evolve and we said, let's come up with a list of things that we know we want to cover. And that was a lot of fun. And 
What's crazy is that we've certainly, I don't think we've taken any away, but we've added a lot to it. We've rearranged some things based upon some timeliness, but this one has been one that, you know, I would have loved to have seen it up there a little bit earlier, but, you know, we had to kind of get, I, I think the timing's good. We had to get some things going and some things took precedent over it. And this one was one that, you know, I, I really do, looking back, we could have done this in the first season, could have certainly done it in the second season, but it's nice we're getting it out now because it is kind of timely. I think it has more relevance now, so it's not by, wasn't planned, but I think just by chance, this is a yet another one of those episodes that comes into play, I think at a really good moment. It has more relevance now. I think it, it could have been helpful back, you know, pre-pandemic, but I think a lot of people would have ignored this stuff, and I, I wouldn't have blamed you. I don't think you needed this, if that makes sense, back in, in you know, 2020, early 2020, mid-2020, even all the way through the end of 2020. I think you jumped in, you did what you needed to do, and you made a bunch of money, and there was not a lot of incentive to really have to understand this. It was, let's just go chase some dollars. And I, I, I would not have changed your mind on that. Now, I think, for those of you that said, hey, I, I want to stick with this, or like I say, even people that have been doing this for 10 years, I hope there's something in these three episodes that you're going to re, kind of rediscover, remember, or kind of put some more emphasis on that maybe you hadn't been putting emphasis on in the past. And I think that's why this is a great three-part series. I hope it stands the test of time. I hope the things that we talk about here in you know November of of 2023 have relevance in you know November of 2028. I just I really do. I'm sure a lot will have changed. I certainly am hoping that a lot will have changed in our industry. But the fundamentals that we're going to talk about today and the principles of you know again why we broke this up into three different parts I think is going to remain the same. And this one, again, putting in the prep work, it, it absolutely is, is, is important. You can't just jump into travel healthcare anymore, especially right now. Like I say, you could have back a few years ago. But I don't believe right now it's healthy to just say, hey, I want to travel and just start blindly figuring it out and talking to a couple people and just putting your hat in the ring and beginning to you know, interview and, and jump off without really knowing what you're doing. I think most people nowadays... You know, I beat up social media a lot, but I think nowadays social media does have some benefits. And there are some very good educated people out there. There are travelers that really know their stuff. There are travelers who have become recruiters that really know their stuff. And there's even a handful of people that have, you know, traveled and have been involved in starting a company or, or are now part of a owner of a company and they've kind of tried and are trying or attempting to create their own their own agency uh, for for you know to help that industry. And even a combination of, of all those things, which is incredibly valuable out there. There are some really good, valuable folks out there who are kind of telling it like it is. I'll also say, as I always do, there's a whole bunch of stuff out there that is completely wrong. And I see it all the time. And, it, and it's, it's hard because I don't want to pounce on them or jump on them because I know that their, their intentions are good. But if you really haven't worked this side of the industry you're going to be limited. Just like I've always said, admitted here on Travel Evolved, that I can't speak intelligently on what it's like to be a traveler. I have traveled in this industry. When I first got involved, I, I was on the road a lot, but that's very, very different. I wasn't contracting. I was working for a company and I went out there and I was, you know, I was being put on the road a lot. So I understand what it's like to be gone, but that's about the extent of it. I can't truly... Uh, I can't truly appreciate how what it's like to be looking at a contract to contract. That's why I've, I've warned you guys that you know there's nothing's guaranteed. I, I think it's important that more people in the industry admit that that you know literally you could lose your job tomorrow for a variety of reasons, and and you know there's not a lot that agencies 
or a traveler can do about it, or even the vendor is willing to do about it. Hospitals are kind of the ones that set the rules. So I think that there are things that are vital now. You can't just jump into travel healthcare. You can, but I believe this three-part series is going to help you immensely. So let's let's get right into it because we got a lot to cover over the next, I guess, three series, right? So here's what I'll first start by saying. If you haven't figured this out already, let's just let's just go with those people that have never traveled at all and you're kind of saying, hey, I think I want to get into that. This is going to be harder than you think currently. Can't predict the future. If we have a, I, I believe our industry goes in waves and discussed that, you know, recently with some friends of mine. It is, in a, we're in a little bit of a down wave right now. And I've seen this again, almost 25 years in this industry, which is insane. <laughs> but um, I'll be able to say that here uh, by the time this month is over. How many get to Thanksgiving of 2023? I'll literally have been a week longer than 25 years in this industry. And I've seen it all. And I know I'm a little bit of a relic. I know I'm a little bit of a unique uh, person in this industry. I don't think there's a lot of folks that have been in this industry that have been doing this this long. I've seen it all. And we are definitely in that kind of flux where things are kind of down right now. So more so than ever, you really got to have your act together. You have to understand that, especially with the competition factor right now, and I mean all the time for the best paying jobs and the, and the best locations and all the things that you guys consider best, competition's fierce. So the more knowledgeable you are, the better off it will be. Here's some advice I'm going to give you guys, and I hope you take it. After you listen to this episode, if in fact you are truly brand new and have never traveled, or if you went on an assignment or two and said, man, this is, you didn't have a great experience, then consider yourself brand new. Listen to this episode, then I would urge, urge, urge you, amongst other things, but one of the things I can tell you that I would recommend doing is go back to Travel Evolved and start listening to some of the most important episodes. I printed out all of our episodes, both both the ones that we've done before and the ones that we've got going. I won't show you what we have coming, but... It's, it's a lot. We have a lot of episodes. So just to kind of start off, I wanted to highlight a few of these. I think importantly, kind of going chronologically, I do believe that you know some of the episodes are going to be very, very, very important. Episode number five. Well, first of all, I guess we can go episode number one. Communication is key. It's really important, kind of what I'm talking about right now, that you guys understand that there's a lot of misinformation. I think that companies provide misinformation. Even episode two, the social media paradox, really discusses how dangerous social media can be. It can be incredibly valuable, and it can be also very, very dangerous. It really depends upon the information itself. And there's great information, don't get me wrong, out there. But there's also a lot of stuff that's going to put you in the wrong direction. Those two episodes are great. We really start talking about episode number eight. I talked about the learning curve. This is what you're going to go through as a traveler. It's important to kind of know what, what's coming, what's, what's going to happen to me as I start to figure one aspect of this industry out what's going to be the next thing I have to really kind of get through that learning curve on. Those are incredibly important. Episode number nine, company margins. I'm skipping some because I don't think some of them are vital for a newbie traveler, but they're all important. But as far as what I would highlight, episode nine, company margins, clearly an incredibly important part. We're going to talk about that a lot in the second half, or the second part of this three-part series. Company margins are going to be incredibly important. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You know, we talk about holiday pay. We talk about your marketability, which is we're gonna, something we're going to discuss here today. Uh, those are some of the most important kind of key things at the very beginning. Uh, I'll just skip on here. I'll share a few more. Uh, supply and demand, episode number 20. I'm just going with the first season of episode at this point. Very, very important. Obviously, how to be a successful traveler, episode 24. I would definitely jump into that. The Pie, episode 26. One of my favorite episodes because it really does break down a bill rate, how you are then calculated your pay rate, a company's margin, taxes, potentially a vendor fee. All of that is, comes out of that one universal code, which is the bill rate, which is what the pie is. The pie is basically the bill rate, explaining that. Um, I don't think we need to go into COVID and that sort of thing, but a lot of those are really, really important locations, uh, traveler wisdom. Uh, tax Advantage, episode 37, just to highlight a first you know, handful of the first ones I think are going to be really, really important for you guys to get kind of started and have a really good head start on, on, on beginning this newbie boot camping, especially putting in the prep work. So there's just a couple of, of avenues. There are other folks out there. First of all, I've seen, um, I'll, I'll give her a plug, uh, Travel RN Coach on TikTok. I know she's got a, a YouTube channel starting. Love her stuff. It makes sense. She is one of those people that can talk from experience. There's a number of other travelers that we at, we follow on NextGen. You guys should follow us on, on TikTok, next, at NextGenMedStaff, I think is our handle there. Of course, you know, our Twitter page, all that kind of stuff. But we have the YouTube channel. If you're watching us on YouTube, great. If you're on a podcast, know that there's a YouTube channel. Either way you want to go. Obviously, podcasts nowadays are all video. But there are some really good folks out there. And I, I'm just naming a handful. I do like... A lot of travelers by themselves that have experience that share their information openly. Again, I mean, I could sit there and tell you all the ones that I like. It doesn't mean I don't like all of them. And I, I don't want to tell you the ones I don't. But there are some out there that I'm like, nope, nope. Almost categorically, every time they say something, I'm like, yeah, either you're wrong or you've got it close, but there's another whole aspect of things you're not looking at. Because they can only look at it from a traveler standpoint, much like I can only look at things from an agency standpoint. So I do love the fact that this should be one of, and please hear me, one of many resources that you guys should use in order to kind of put in the prep work. It just shouldn't be one or two of your friends that have traveled. You really need to be a sponge and go out there and figure out as much of this industry as you can. It doesn't seem complicated. I don't think it really is. The numbers certainly aren't. But the whole aspect of being a successful traveler is, in fact, kind of complicated. There's a lot of moving parts and a lot of things you need to consider and think about to have a great year and a successful career as a traveler. And it's not just about money. It's not just about you know your recruiter. It's not just about a location. It's about a lot of things all coming into play and all working together at once. I, and there's no other way to put it than that. So put in the, the prep work. First and foremost, I would tell you, I still believe heavily that, yes, you can get an assignment if you don't have two years of experience, but it is going to be challenging. Back when the, the pandemic was going on, those rules were kind of thrown out the window. I saw people with barely an experience getting really high paying 
uh, positions. I saw people that had, you know, worked in psych and had floated, believe it or not, into something like a telemetry, getting full-blown, full telemetry positions at really, really high rates because they needed you so badly. Or people that have done tele that had dabbled in critical care and maybe had floated into an ICU here and there were getting ICU positions. It was, the rules were out the door. And I believe now, while I will tell you there are great companies that if you work hard enough and you're open enough especially and you don't quite have two years of experience, you can get positions still. I know a lot of my counterparts will, will frown on me saying that, but it does happen. But you've got to be exceptional. And it also has to be occurring at locations that aren't very competitive. And right now, it seems like everything is competitive. So I think you're going to struggle. I think the less experience you have, the more you're going to struggle. And I'll this is, if I don't say this again, I, I hope I do. The less experience you have as far as in general as a healthcare professional, and then couple that with the fact that you probably have very little or maybe zero traveling experience, which is something that may, you know, managers look at. I don't care if you're an allied professional or a nurse. That's going to make things more challenging. You can't really change that, which means you have to be more and more open. That's just solid advice I will give you. If you only have a couple of years or two years experience, in general in your field and you've never traveled you've got to be willing to go to places that other people aren't willing to go to potentially for rates and pay that other people aren't willing to take in order to get that experience it's your decision but there's no way to bypass that you're either going to never get a job if you're trying to get the most sought after either highly highly paid or great location or a combination of those you're going to struggle especially right now whereas a couple years ago you may not have so really think about that if you're if you run in that category, two years experience, no travel, I want you to lower your expectations that you're not going to get potentially the number one choice that you're looking for. You're going to have to settle, and that's a decision you have to make. And I'm just telling you, the, the more you're willing to settle with, with regard to that, it doesn't mean you have to go with a, a company that's not paying well. I'm just saying in general, if the bill rates are low and it's a you know uh, not a desirable location, I'll leave it at that, this may be the perfect job for you to get that experience because once you start getting that experience, let's say you take two or three or four of those types of assignment or you take two and you extend you know, both times, so you've got a year now experience and you've got three years experience with a year of travel, you look significantly better to a manager because they do look at that. It's more sometimes, I've seen you know, people with four years experience and, and a year and a half of that being travel beat out people with eight or nine years experience with zero travel. Managers want to know that you know what it's like to be a traveler. You know what it's like to hit the ground running. You know what it's like to get a couple of days or, oh, we've got a dog fight going on, or very little, uh, you know, ex uh, what I'm trying to say, orientation and be able to hit the ground running. That's important to them. So not having that, you've got to be willing to, to do what you need to do. So a lot there. Number one, besides getting your information from a whole bunch of people, and I certainly would recommend you doing it, don't just listen to me, listen to everybody you can and start to see where things overlap and go, that's starting to be a common theme and a common thing I need to do. And I, I would listen to what all of us say you know, in unison and start to hear that. The first thing after that I would tell you is that you've got to commit to understanding the numbers. I mentioned that, you know, understanding the numbers right at the very beginning, treating this like a business mindset, all that stuff comes into play. You have to know, I believe, if you want to be a successful traveler, you have to understand what we're dealing with. How does how does what how is a, a you know a pay rate calculated? How do agencies figure that out? You can't just say, well, I just want to make this much money and go from there. You've got to start looking at stuff, otherwise you're gonna get taken advantage of. Like I've always said, if 300 companies have the same job and you are 
blindly going to take it with the first person that offers it to you without even considering what the competition is offering to pay you or what their true pay is for anything over 36 hours or what their total overtime callback and holiday is based upon. All those things, are they, you know, are they going to take care of some credentialing? Are they not going to take care of anything? What's their travel? All the numbers that kind of calculate your pay rate, if you're unwilling to look at that, you're going to struggle. You will have a fun time. You'll probably make some good money. But I know that you're going to be walking away from tens of thousands of dollars annually if you refuse to look at what everybody else is paying. Times have changed. Again, I, I think pandemic did a lot of this stuff, and I hate to keep referring to that because five years from now, people won't even really remember. That's just how our society is. They won't think about the pandemic. But that stuff changed a lot. It, it changed a lot of things in our industry more so. It, it, everything kind of was on a, a bit of a, a fulcrum between pre-pandemic and post-pandemic. And that's one of those things is that it is, it is now the, 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 amount of, the amount that a company is paying is more important to travelers than it ever was before then. Pre-pandemic, I think people were really interested in, you know, what company feels good, what company has the best recruiters. And I, I totally understood that back in 2016, 2017, even 2018. You went with a company that had a good recruiter. And, of course, you, you know, every company had good and bad. But you, that was really what was important, a good recruiter. And then, of course, you did look at company margins. You looked at, whether you knew it or not, you were looking at how frequently is the company that the recruiter I like that works for them, how frequently do they pay toward the top, if not the top? And I think it was hit or miss. I've shared with you guys this many times, and if a newbie you don't know this, most companies' recruiter commission plan has a sliding scale. A recruiter gets this amount of money if they do a deal, you know, between you know that's at 20 to 25 percent. Someone don't even allow them to do that. They get a little bit more if they go between 25 and, and 27 and a half or whatever it is. And between 27 and a half and 30, it's this. And anything over 30, they make more and more money. They're incentivizing the recruiter to make more money the more that they keep from you and keep with the company. And it's, you know, it's, it's significant for the recruiter, but it's really significant for the agency. What recruiters don't realize is that they're putting their reputation on the line, trying to kind of basically, you know, screw travelers over, for lack of a better word, on some of their margin, but they're going to make a few more dollars weekly. And if they do that by, you know, 50 to 75 travelers that are working for them, it's, it's a significant increase. It could be $20,000, $25,000 difference in their commission plan over a year by doing that repeatedly. And it's incredibly popular as an incentive. And I understand, listen, from a business standpoint, if I had recruiters, I, I never did that, but it does make sense. You're, you're trying to get people that are really great at being the recruiter aspect of it, that, that some of their travelers won't even pay attention to what they're making because they like the recruiter so much. Here's what I'll tell you. I think once travelers started making insane amounts of money during the pandemic, the whole industry shifted away from that loyalty that they had for companies, certainly for recruiters, and now it's about, hey, man, I, I like you a lot, but I can make hundreds of dollars more. And as you know, back in the pandemic, it was you know, a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars more from one agency to the other during those huge eight, nine thousand dollar a week kind of commission or uh, compensation plans. So I do say nowadays, I, I have to harp less than when I started Travel Evolved on chasing the, the 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 dollar because I think most of you guys do do that now. You are looking at who's got the job, and then of those that have this position who's the top paying for that specific position. And I think that's very smart, and I, I think I have to harp on that less. But in order to really do that, 
you kind of have to have a pretty good foundation for what's behind it. What do the numbers look like? How is this stuff being calculated? If, in fact, all these agencies have, let's say, a $90 bill rate for this job, why is there a $7,500, $25, dollars $30 difference weekly gross between company A and company B and C and D? And the answer is obviously their margin. There's no other way around it, with a few exceptions of some of those that have a direct contract that are able to pay more because they have basically a higher bill rate or they're not giving that 5% to a vendor or, you know, there's a lot of different situations. Like I ran into one of those recently with our company. Somebody actually beat us with a guy that's been with us for many years. Uh, I think he was a beta tester. If not, yeah, he was. he was. He was on the very end of the beta testing. So he came to work for us before our app was officially released and finally had to take another assignment. He said, you guys were actually paying less and I couldn't figure it out, figure it out. This company, small little company, only works in one state, had a direct bill, which means there was $5 an hour right there, you know, multiply that by 36 hours a week, that they were able to bill higher than we could because we had to give that that 5%, and it was a $100 bill rate, so it was really easy math. We had to give that 5 bucks to a vendor instead of giving it to the traveler. So they were able to beat us, but it was a lopsided playing field, and like, it was driving me nuts. I'm like, we got beat? We haven't been beat yet. But we got beat, but we really didn't get beat. So... Understanding how companies figure out those margins is incredibly important. That's why I went and listed off all these episodes that I think are vital to you guys to, to understand and to begin this process of putting in the prep work. You can't just jump in. I implore you, before you start contacting agencies and start looking at the jobs and the places you want to go, you've got to start looking at yourself. And number one is you've got to get educated on this nuance of being a healthcare you know, professional. Now you're a traveling healthcare professional and you got to jump into that, which means you have to understand how agencies make money and you also have to understand how recruiters make money. And we have a number of episodes that talk specifically about that so you can be aware and arm yourself. Unfortunately, with most companies out there, and I, I hate this model, you still have the ability and almost the necessity to negotiate your pay rate. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You can't do that if you understand how companies make money because you'll, you'll be unrealistic or you'll have... Uh, you'll be wrong on some things that you don't want to be wrong about in order, in order to be able to do that negotiation. I, I don't, we don't negotiate. I just offer that the absolute highest we can pay across the board, every state. It, it eliminates that. Someone asked me for more money. I can't, can't do that. We have, this is where we are. It's lower than anybody else for the jobs that we have. So it's, it doesn't make sense. Um, and we're going to continue to try to drop our margins down and, and give you guys more and more of the pie as we add more people and when our company becomes more successful. That's just the, the, the what I created three years ago, three and a half years ago now. So we're not gonna we're not gonna do that because we can't. There's nobody else that can beat us. So companies that that force you to negotiate, I've always said that's 
got to drive them crazy because if you throw out, if someone throws out, hey, this job's paying $2,000 a week, and then you find a company that has the exact same job that's paying $2,100 a week, and you go back to your recruiter and say, hey, XYZ company's paying $2,100. Can you guys match that? Well, let me go check with my manager, and they, you know, they do the used car salesman thing, and nothing against used car salespeople, but it's, it's, it, it works. They come back, yep, you know what, this one time he's going he's gonna to honor that. If you can send us over a copy of that, and then you do, and they, they, they go ahead and they honor it because they don't want to lose you. Doesn't that make you mad? Why didn't they just give you that rate to begin? They, you know that they now can. They just don't want to. So because you had to go out, do some research, do some investigating, and, and come back and start negotiating, you had to, to be the one to say, hey, I can go with somebody else, and you know, and they know that you will, in order to get that rate. That would make me so angry. I'm like, why? It does that with me of anything else in, in, in the world. If I'm buying a car, if I'm buying... You know, some workout equipment, I've got to go and negotiate for the exact same price because someone else is offering it for cheaper, in your case more. It, that makes me angry. That makes me not like that, that business because you can tell they're trying to keep their margins higher. And, and listen, you guys are out for yourselves, and that's what Newbie Boot Camp Part 1 is. You're trying to do the best thing you can. So you got to understand everything. You've got to understand how things work, which means I would also recommend whatever it was that made you decide you wanted to get into traveling, a lot of times it's because you talked to another traveler and you started to kind of pick his or her brain. Ask that person, can I, can I continue to do that? You, you need a mentor or two in this industry. There's a lot of folks out there that are currently traveling. If you work at a facility that has travelers in there, I think most travelers are pretty willing. They, they like other travelers. It's not a competition thing. They want other people to enjoy the same lifestyle that they enjoy. So they're going to be willing to talk to you about it. And I think a, a traveler, if you trust him or her and, and they seem to be making sense and you compare it with other things out there, what we're saying, what other people are saying, and you, and you feel that they are right in, in sync with some of the things that we think are important, ask that person if they can mentor you. I need you to look at this contract. I need you to go over this with me. I need you to hear what this recruiter said. I need you to hear what this company that has a recruiterless app is showing. What are my ins and outs in this sort of thing? And I think that a mentor is a really, really, really good way to begin to learn even faster than having to watch all of our videos and everything else kind of the, the process and the steps and how this thing gets gets you know goes down i will tell you this for those of you that don't have a lot of experience or if you you know let's just let's just say you've been you've been in your your particular specialty for not that long of a time float Go work some per diem. Ask if you can flow it into some maybe critical care areas. Some of the areas, as you guys know, there are there are certain specialties right now and always have been that definitely have higher rates associated with them. If you have an interest in that, I don't care if you're in in, in you know imaging and you want to move and get trained in different machines or or get cross trained in a different part of that modality, or if you're in nursing and you want to completely switch specialties or go into more critical care or more acuity, all these things have value. And there's a lot of folks out there that can talk more intelligently than we can about exactly what, how hard it is to move into those areas and some, some ways to do it. And I think per diem and working locally is a great way to do it. If you're brand new out of school and you're really fighting to get that two years experience, start working some additional shifts. I mean, listen, you're probably young. <laughs> if you just got your, your degree or certificate, you have the ability to work your full-time job and maybe pick up a shift here or two at someplace else that's going to allow you some cross-training and maybe make your resume look a little bit more appealing. This is what you're trying to do. In other words, where I'm going with this is your traveler marketability. What episode is that? You should probably should look. I know it's pretty high up there. Traveler. Oh, there it is. Episode 13 went right past that one. 
for today's episode, maybe I did, maybe I didn't, one of the most important episodes you can listen to. Go back, listen to episode 13. It talks about what makes you get the job over everybody else that's applying. And most of it for you guys, as I already said, is going to be your willingness to take a job that not everybody else wants for all those variety of reasons. You have to consider that, and I would urge you to. If you're willing to put in some hard work and time, and I think any successful business, any successful person, those are the people that become successful are ones that are willing to kind of put in the hard work early to reap the rewards later on. And I think in a travel healthcare career, working at some facilities, getting the job, getting the experience, building that resume, you know, getting the, the knowledge and the, and the traveler wisdom as we talk about is going to be really important to your success down the road. I just believe you have to do it. I don't know how for how long, but I would probably say at least a couple of years potentially, depending upon how you know little of, of years of experience you have. The less you have, the more I think you should do that. You're, you're investing your marketability in yourself. Of course, go listen to the episode. We talk about certifications, licensure, all the other things. But I think one of the most important things I would take from that one is your willingness to go almost anywhere to get the experience to really kind of jumpstart this travel healthcare career of yours. And lastly, I, I, I want to throw this out there because there's not really, really any great time to put it. But this is kind of where I think you can decide, is this something I really do want? I think a lot of people start doing this you know, prep work that do it right, and I think correctly they say, ah, maybe this isn't for me. This is really a time where I think you need to decide, do I want to jump into healthcare travel? It's an interesting time because there's high competition. The jobs are kind of low. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I think this winter things are going to pick back up again. I think we'll have more of a normal time. But I think some of my friends have said that I, you know, that this is going to last a longer period of time where it's going to be weird. I don't think they're wrong. I just don't think it's going to be quite this bad. I mean, already we're seeing increases, but this is a unique time. And you've got to really be sure that this is something you want to do. Does your lifestyle, does your you know, personal life merit and justify this kind of lifestyle where you're basically going on the road and you're going everywhere? You basically have very little guarantees, which is another episode I think you should listen to. Uh, you know, does it make sense right now? And I think this is a really good time, you know, as you're putting this prep work before you start contacting agencies, before you start, you know, putting your, yourself out there a little bit, it's a really good time to really consider, is this right for me and is right now the right time for me? So here we go. Getting back to some numbers. Deciding how you want to spend your year is a good thing to be thinking about. Here we are, like I say, here we are in November of 2023. There are going to be a ton of people that are looking for help right around the first of the year. If you're looking at a calendar year, this is what I'm talking about. Two things. Put yourself in a business mindset. Listen to that episode. You've got to start looking at your revenue stream. In other words, your pay. How much are you making? you got to look at all your cost of goods sold. How much is it costing me? here in this location for housing, to travel here, what kind of uh, expenses am I going to have to keep my licenses up, if any, do I have to get certifications, do I have to get continuing education, is the facility or the hospital or the vendor, or the no, vendor doesn't, or the agency going to be paying for a lot of my my medical and my immunizations, my blood draws, my if I have to get a TB all the time, fit test, all these little nuances, what kind of, what kind of shape is my car in? This is where you start looking at all those expenses, and, and you've got to consider what the bottom line for your business is, which means you have to understand the numbers, which means you also have to start looking at what makes sense for me. I've told you guys repeatedly on Travel Evolved that there are, is a lot of money to be made during the winter months if you're willing. 
So this is where I, I suggest and recommend highly that many times it makes more sense for you to say, let me get ahead of my curve. You've got to figure out what I want to make annually. And I think, you know, the first, whether it's now or, or you know, at the first of the year. So I don't know if you're looking at a job that's got a, you know, a, a December start date, a January start date, a February start date. That's the perfect time to say this may be where I want to get ahead of myself on my my financial income goal, which means if I want to make 100000 I would like to make 28 to 30 of it right now so that I have some options when it comes to the spring or the summer or maybe even next fall. I always say get ahead of that curve. Be ahead of your goal. And right now is a perfect time to start saying I can do that. So start looking at what kind of money do I want to make? What kind of locations do I want to go to? Sorry, somebody's blowing leaves. Is there a place that has a combination of both those where the money's high and I also am willing to go there? I always talk here like any warm weather, beautiful location in the middle of winter is going to pay really low. But as we all know, there are some higher paying places because there's reasons why the facility's in a little bit of trouble. Maybe they have a huge census that they can't overcome. They've got to start throwing more and more dollars out there. If you can get a combination, or let's just say you've got a, you know, a cold weather place that pays high, but you happen to have relatives or, or a connection there or someplace you've always wanted to go, jump on that. So you want to look at your whole year. So before you start talking to agencies, I think you need to come up with a list of places you'd like to go and then start to prioritize it. Say right now, I am willing to go here, here, and here. <clears throat> and for many of you, it's no, I am not a cold weather fan. I don't care what it's paying. I want to be here or, you know, in Florida or in Texas or Arizona. I always use those three. And I'm unwilling. So I'm going to try to make up for that by taking some less desirable locations. But I'm just not a cold weather person. I can appreciate that. Trust me, from being <laughs> living in Michigan, Colorado for the majority of my life, I get it. That's why I'm in beautiful Southern California right now. If that's the case, then have that kind of agenda. So you can look and say, okay, right now I'm going to be talking to recruiters and here's kind of my short list. I'm willing to expand that list to here and here in order to stay true to myself and stay true to the plan and the goals that I said both financially and potentially destination-wise. So this is a good time to start thinking about that. I already talked about thinking about your marketability. You've got to go back and listen to that episode. You've got to start looking at your resume. You've got to start beefing that up legitimately without, you know, being, you know, without doing anything that you wouldn't want to do and say anything you wouldn't want to say. You've got to look at what it says. You've got to start looking at your references. Can I improve those? Have I worked with somebody recently, whether it's a charge or somebody who's in charge of my unit, if you're an allied, and is there a director or someone that can actually, I can improve the way I look on paper? Do I need to go out and get some more certifications? Do I need to learn some more equipment that, you know, maybe some imaging equipment? What can I do to make myself look better? Have I updated that? Can I show the charting experience and whatever, you know, Epic or Cerner or the places that I'm good at so that people know that I'm going to be able to hit the ground running on their charting, for example? All of your marketability and then go back and look at that list of places that you were willing to go to and say, now. Based upon my experience, based upon my lack potentially of travel experience, do I need to tweak this? And should I start to potentially push some of these places aside and be willing to expand those based upon what Mark just told me, knowing that I may run into more competition? I may be willing, you know, again, I'm looking for places that have fewer competition. Hopefully the money goes along with that. So there's a, definitely a silver lining to that. But maybe I need to reconsider exactly where it is that I'm going. Look at those certifications, pump up my resume, pump up my references, and look good on paper so that manager says, yeah, you know, this doesn't have a lot of experience, but look at all the things that he or she does bring to the table. It's, it's important. This new pr profession that you're going into, please consider that. This is not 
healthcare any longer. This is healthcare on steroids. This is a different monster entirely. You've got to start looking at this from all angles. And one of the most important things you can do is before you start contacting agencies, I implore you guys to start putting in some prep work. You really have to understand this. And I don't want to go into every episode because I, I, I didn't want to do that today. I didn't want to you know spend three hours trying to recreate a whole bunch of episodes that we've already done. It's going to fall off there. But I implore you to go back and listen to these things. You've got to know the numbers. You've got to understand your marketability. I have to understand this is a different business for you now. This is a completely different career that you're moving into travel. You've got to know how agencies can take advantage of you if you're if you're going to be ignorant or or choose to be blind by you know how this whole thing works and it's not complicated ask anybody that knows it is not a complicated model i need to understand that i need to understand motivation for recruiters how do they make money what do i need to have you know be aware of you know it's it's no different than learning how financing works for a you know to buy a new car you the less you know <laughs> the more the more at stake and the more gullible and the more risk you have of being taken advantage of. It's just the truth. This isn't a lot different. It's it is if you are not willing to understand the motivation of an agency, the motivation of a recruiter, then good luck because they're gonna get you. I know this industry and it's one of the things I'm not proud about, one of the reasons why we went recruiter list because I can't stand that part of the industry. I don't like negotiating. I, I think that's unfair. And for decades and decades, this, agency, this, this, this industry has had agencies prey upon travelers who are unaware. And it just doesn't, it, it, it just works that way. So be aware of that. You know, next week we're going to talk about getting more into putting your feet out there, you know, starting to contact agencies, starting to look for your first assignment. It's going to be a great episode. It's going to really move into that. But this one I think is the most important of all three episodes, and that is putting in the prep work. You have to understand this stuff. You've got to look at supply and demand. You've got to look at, at seasonality. I even mentioned those episodes. Go back. We've done a hundred and you know over a hundred over a hundred episodes so far, and most of them are important for you guys to understand. You know, you can bypass the stuff that we do to kind of fill in and kind of make you a better, happier traveler. That stuff can wait until you actually hit the you know, hit the road. I would still urge you to look at them, but there are some vital episodes that we have. Get on to social media. Start looking at some influencers that know what they're talking about, and you will see incredibly similar content to what we put out here, either on, on their YouTube pages or on some smaller, you know, faster, quicker, three-minute type segments where you're saying, well, it's the same thing I've, I've learned there. It's because it's important. Before you decide to jump into healthcare travel, I would recommend highly doing the prep work. You've just got to. I can't say it more times. These are important things. You do. You need to understand. You know what's what supply and demand means. How does that affect me, and how does that affect the decisions that I'm making on where I'm willing to go to? If you have unrealistic expectations and you're not paying attention to supply and demand, especially right now, currently, you're going to get frustrated because you're not going to get the jobs you're looking for, and you aren't going to be able to figure out why am I not getting interviewed? Why am I not getting? I've, I've gone in front of 20 jobs. I'm pretty strong. Why am I not getting offers? Because you're not looking at the supply of people that want that same job and, and the lack of demand potentially elsewhere. Seasonality is incredibly important. You've got to know what we're going into right now. I mean, here it is. Like I say, I'm in Southern California. It's, what is it, 74 degrees outside. It's beautiful. Back in Denver, <laughs> four, four inches of snow and, and, you know, yucky and 32 degrees. That helps as far as 
pushing the traveler needs both north and south in our continent and our country, it definitely certainly helps and it's going to continue to help. So knowing what to look for so you can choose money, location, a combination of those is vital. You can't go in this blind. The last thing I will tell you guys is that, first of all, I, I love the decision. I'm one of the few CEOs that's going to tell you this is not for everybody. Most CEOs want every, you know, I want, we want more travelers, we want more travelers, we want to pounce on them early. I don't necessarily believe that, but I do believe this is a wonderful industry still. I have watched these highs and lows come and go, and overwhelmingly, I have watched traveling healthcare professionals make incredible amount of money. I've watched them improve their life, their quality of life. They're happier oftentimes because they're not socked into one hospital and one, you know, one set of politics or one set of rules, they're able to kind of be their own boss, which is what a lot of you really want. Create that business mindset. This is a wonderful industry to get into even right now. Yes, I'm gonna tell you, even right now, but you've gotta have an understanding of the current market and what, how that applies to you and how that applies to your job search and what it is that you're looking for to really get it and not be frustrated because there's great jobs to be had out there right now. They're just not what they were two years ago and they're going to be there again. It's just you got to ride those things and it's all about this next assignment and that's all it's about, right? Whew. I hope I did this justice. This episode really is. Here's what I'm going to talk about. Go back and listen to the stuff that I that we've already done because I don't want to repeat it. And it is important. So I hope I see some in, increases on some of those old episodes. Um, guys, as always, you join us you know, on, on Travel Evolved, our Facebook page. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in there. Check us out on TikTok. We're going to go start going live on there pretty soon where you guys can ask me some tough questions and nothing's off, off limits. We have some great guests coming up, some really important episodes. We're going to knock these three out pretty quickly to get these in a row, but we're probably already recording some really interesting and good and important topics uh, with some guests. And again, just helping you guys get through this little bit of a lull so you guys can hit 2024 running and have a great healthcare travel year. So guys, as always, I appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on Travel Evolved.